Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are in this amazing country that we call Australia, that we call home. This is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mom! Morning, Mon. How are you this morning? Yeah, not half bad. Getting there, That's getting great. there. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. a little bit by a little bit. Yep, and what's coming up in today's show? More jet lag bloopers. <laughs> but not as many as yesterday. Not as many as yesterday. Radio is getting boring. Yeah, but still some pretty daft ones. <laughs> uh, next week we'll all be over our jet lag and you'll be all like, oh, let's tune into another station. No, you'd never do that. Back to our usual intelligent selves. But yeah, no, um, it's, it's a pretty good show today. Yes, we have uh, some really good stuff happening. wondering about our usual intelligent <laughs> selves right there. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to the show today. I'm so dead right now. <laughs> we did stuff. We did. And it was good. Okay, so we talked about some health issues. Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about what is killing one in five people on the planet. Oh, we talked about fabric and material. Mon loved that. Mon did. Mon, yeah. Lyle doesn't remember anything about it. <laughs> Lyle. Words were happening. <laughs> Had something to do with... We're, we're severely jet lagged, and the longer a day, the longer it gets in the day, the worse. The so worse coming it gets. up in today's show, Mon speaks some words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, before the show started, Mon said to Lyle, "It's ninety nine percent humidity today. If it gets to a hundred percent, does that mean the air turns solid?" <laughs> The stupidest thing I've ever said. It's like, no, it rains. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it rains. That, well, rain is kind of like solid air. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, anyway. What are you grateful uh, for today? Like? I am grateful that, um, I don't know, I've got a million things to be grateful for. I, I'm grateful that I got more sleep last night than usual. Yeah. Did I already talk about that? Um, and... Uh, yeah, my alarm clock woke me up, woke me up which was kind of nice. Oh, that was good, good for a change before. Because you're going through that stage of uh, yeah. staring at the ceiling yeah. all night long. I'm now at stage two, staring at the ceiling. It was my own fault. I could have, I could have alleviated that stage by not napping yesterday. But yesterday, I yes. sort of went for a nap, and then like three, four hours later, woke up. I was like, uh oh. And then, sure enough, I went to bed last night and could not sleep. I stared at that ceiling until two in the morning, and then two hours later, my alarm went off, and I got up at four. So. Yeah, I got outside and rode around on the tractor and the lawnmower and that solved it for me, gave me lots of sunlight and so I'm I am ahead of you right now. Anyway, the long and the short of it is we know all of this because it is the delayed broadcast and it was has already gone to air in those areas that get the live show. And so if you'd like to listen to the live show, faithfm.com.au, plus pray, plus Press, yeah, go on, go on. Press play. Press pray, <laughs> press pray. Yes, we need to press pray. Uh, that is the answer to everything. And uh, But if you p- press play <laughs> on Faith FM, you will get the live show. And Stay we would tuned love for more of there. this. <laughs>
Yes, indeed. So this morning, I've decided to do a little bit of an easier one because we've been we've been hammering out some hard ones. Although yesterday, Suzanne from Nelson Bay snapped it up, which was she did very impressive. Mm-hmm. She got Ahab. Uh, this morning, it's another Who Am I quiz. Like I said, a bit easier, but the first clue is this. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, he tells how everyone except him left me. Do you know who that is, Lyle? Mm, let me have a Lyle's going to give it a guess, and while he's guessing, I'm going to tell you what the prize is. Today's prize is a wonderful copy of the King James Holy uh, Version of the Holy Bible. So it's a beautiful um, 
uh, red and white cover and then uh, paperback kind of style. So it's nice and lightweight. Beautiful uh, uh, Holy Bible, King James Version. That is our prize for this morning. If you know the answer, you can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Lyle has written down the correct answer. Good one, Lyle. I would never have known. That's a bit obscure. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, he tells how everyone had left him except this person. If you know who it is, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Well, you kind of gave it away when you said that it wasn't an obscure person. It's just an obscure clue. Oh, is that what gave it away? That's what gave it away. Look who's a smiley pants now. Because there's a few obscure people that are mentioned in the Timothys, but one of them is not obscure. Oh, Okay. There's only one that I can... I feel like there only might be, there a might be genius two. would have known that. You've really deduced it this morning, Sherlock. Congratulations. There you go. So it wasn't Look actually... Look at the size of his head de- swelling. It was, it was a deduction. Hey, um, producer Shell, we're going to need some bigger headphones because Lyle's head can't <laughs> fit those ones anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just messing with you. Okay. Absolutely. Lyle, I'll, I'll, I'll some take cl- it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll take it, of course you will. <laughs> You're a man, of course you're going to take some pattern of the ego. Uh, I've got some really cool stuff to tell you, Lyle. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we talked about these amazing curtains coming from Ikea that yes. um, sort of um, through a sort of like a fake yeah, yeah. photosynthesis can actually... Trees. Yeah. <laughs> tree curtains. Tree curtains. Tree curtains uh, can help... Uh, um, depollute the air inside your house. Uh-huh. Um, I tend to think for those who don't want to buy plant trees, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a curtain tree. <laughs> That's it. Now they're actually cloth. Yeah, cl- yeah, yeah, they're a cloth curtain. They're not. You're not putting a tree in front of the window. That's the You could put a tree in uh-huh, front of the window, and uh-huh. it probably do be more effective. But you can get these curtains, and they do the same thing. Yeah, although it's very cool. I do kind of wonder. Couldn't you just open the window? Because outside, unless there's something really noxious outside, like a sort of a disaster, I'm going to be talking outside about air is always better than inside air. It depends where you live. That's what I'm saying. Like unless there's some sort of noxious depends disaster where happening. you live. Some countries live in a noxious disaster. Yeah, in that case, they definitely need these IKEA curtains. Uh, but they might trees. also need what I'm going to be telling you about today. This is cycle trees. Uh, no, not trees. I mean, I usually talk about trees, but today I'm, I'm in keeping in the fabric theme. As you can see, I've got my, my crochet in front of me, talking about curtains. Now we're talking further about fabric. This is so cool. So scientists have developed new threads that actually change color when harmful gases are in the air. That's interesting. You no longer need a canary in the mine. So you'd be walking down the street and suddenly your uh, suit changes colour and it's like, ooh, there's a terrorist somewhere nearby. Either that or maybe, or maybe wouldn't it be funny if it changed colour if someone like No, okay. How does your Sorry. brain even work? Sorry, I got jet lag. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the jet lag. But this, yeah, exactly. But this is, so engineers from Tufts University have developed um, this fabrication method and uh, yeah, so they basically dyed threads that change colour when they detect a variety of harmful gases. So this is really cool. So they've woven it into the clothing. They're calling it smart threads and uh, this is basically gas detecting threads and they're actually going to be reusable, washable and affordable um, safety assessment in medical, workplace, military and rescue environments. That's very cool. Yeah, it is because, um, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's not going to replace, you know, the precision of electronic devices, which is what we use at the moment to commonly like detect volatile gases. Um, but this is, it's, it's a way of incorporating gas detection into textiles, uh, which would enable like an, an equipment free readout, uh, which would, you know, eradicate the need for specialized training, um, you know, all kinds of expenses. So, uh, 
this kind of technology uh, would make it accessible to a general workforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's like an added safety benefit, um, and also to low resource communities um, can benefit from the information these textiles can provide because it'd be a lot cheaper than training someone and buying this equipment and then having to employ someone to use use the equipment. And of course, that person can't be there all the time. So if you have you know people like you know uh, like I don't know third world countries, and this is a much more affordable uh, way of doing it. It's a, it's a way of having a constant safety check on your body that's um, very cool yeah it is really cool I'm, I'm very impressed by it and uh, so the the threads can be read visually of course um, but you can actually read them even more precisely through the use of a smartphone camera um, uh, which can detect changes of color due to something called analytes as low as 30, uh, as low as 50 parts per million mm. so it's really quite good do you want to hear the science behind it this, this is kind of heavy science you yeah, things? why not? Okay. Let's bring it okay. up. My brain so, is um, <laughs> Okay, so for the people who are into science, here we go. So the, they use a magnesium-based dye, uh, MNTPP, methyl red and bromethylmol blue to, mm. to prove the concept. Yep, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. So these can detect ammonium, the, the, the blue and the N. Oh, that makes MNTPP, perfect sense. While the methyl red can detect hydrogen chloride. I thought that may have been the case. Yeah, so... <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> so, so the, so the fact they um they detect ammonia and hydrogen chloride, which are the gas the gases, which are the gases <laughs> commonly released, the gases commonly released from cleaning supplies, fertilizer, and from chemical and uh, material production. Uh, so they use a three step process, which actually traps this dye into the thread. Um, so the thread is first dipped in the dye, and then is treated with acetic acid which makes the surface coarser and it swells the fiber, um, which possibly allows more binding interaction between the thread and the, and the tread. So, you know, if there's more surface for it... like if, if, uh, if I'm the only one who has phased out at this point... Actually, if there's <laughs> anyone who has phased out... Anyone else who has phased out at this point, just please give us a call on 1-800-324-843 so that we have somebody else Look, to talk to. I'm being, a, I'm, I'm being kind and assuming that our listeners are really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very flattering. I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it all absolutely. makes sense. Uh-huh. Chemistry was literally really, my worst subject. You, you realize I only did year 10, right? <laughs> this explains a lot. No, <laughs> anyway, that is really cool. Uh, I guess I'll stop talking about it then. No, that's okay. Keep going. No, just, no, no. Uh, but, just, no, but that's that's literally the end of the story. So it is, it is, it is really amazing. It's helping my jet lag. I'm getting lots of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just switch him off, please? I'm so done with you. Oh, thank this is, it is this, is, this is Mon. This is Mon who this morning, <laughs> because Mon's crashing a couch surfing at our place for a, a short period, um, having got back from overseas. Who got up this morning and was talking about? Well, we thought she was talking about something to do with a mosh pit. <laughs> And I'm like, why would somebody want to be in a mosh pit at five o'clock in the morning when you're about to go on the radio? But she was actually talking about the washing machine. I was getting like a, mixed mosh, up. a moshing machine. I was asking, <laughs> like, I asked, I asked your wife if I could please use the moshing machine, and she looked at me like I'd lost my mind. And I'm like, <laughs> I just need to use it for a couple of loads. And she's like, Why do you want a mosh? Anyway, let me tell you one more really so cool much story. Fun. So this much woman fun. is living the dream. Twenty. 25-year-old woman just brought out the entire stock of a shoe store. Okay. This woman is my new hero. Uh, so this happened in Nebraska. You know, I only need two pairs of shoes, right? 
Listen, Lyle, you're not a woman. A pair of blunnies. Mm-hmm. Steel caps. Uh-huh. And a pair of shoes to wear to church. I'm good. You need a pair of flip-flops to wear in the shower when you're in Africa. Please tell me you wore flip-flops in the shower in Africa. Yeah, but they have them in the, in the hotel. Oh, gross. Did you know? That, that, <laughs> that defeats the purpose, P.S. <laughs> Wearing someone else, like the, a pair of flip-flops that everybody else has worn in the shower is just the same as just walking on the shower that everyone else has been yeah, in. you just pour boiling water over them, they're fine. Anyway, here's the story. 25-year-old woman brought all the shoes in a shoe store so she could donate it to the victims of Nebraska flood victims. Um, oh, Nebraska okay. Flood. All right. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Addie uh, treated, she bought 204 pairs of new shoes from Payless Shoe Store in uh, in Hayes, Kansas, and then and then um, sent them all to uh, the flood victims in Nebraska. This is incredible. So 162 pairs of baby shoes, 44 pairs of women's shoes, and 22 pairs of men's shoes. Um, spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. If you have a shoe buying addiction... This is a great way to channel all that shoe love into uh, love for humanity. So maybe go yes. through your shoe. Maybe you don't even have to go to a shoe store and buy and more shoes. Go in through Africa your shoe. Really yeah, some shoes right now. Absolutely. Go through the shoe collection that you have now. Come on, ladies. We all know we have a bit of an issue here. Go through your shoe collection. If you haven't worn it in a year, stick it in a bag. Donate that. If you want to buy a whole shoe store out, you can do that too. But this is a great way um, to combat to, uh, consumerism.
people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind to hear the Savior's praise and wake across the globe. You were listening to Rob Smith and Nikki Chiswell across the street here on Faith FM. Let's have another clue for the quiz. See if you can get it this time. 1-800-324-843 is the number. Who am I? I sent greetings to the church at Colossi. Colossi? Close? C- Colossi. L-O-S-S-E. Colossi. I sent greetings to the church at Colossi. Who might that be? Is the only person who ever sent greetings to the church at Colossae? How, how much of an ungreeted church only, this must be? I, think, I don't think it was the only person, but maybe the only person in the Bible. The most significant greetings that were ever sent to Colossae? Is that maybe what it yeah, is? Yeah, maybe something like that. Okay, okay, uh, cool. If you know who it is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. You could win yourself uh, KJV, uh, beautiful uh, uh, copy of the Holy Bible. Okay, so in more serious news, um, globally, one in five deaths are now caused by diet. And so diet is killing more people than anything else on the planet. Really? Yes. And this is not diet as in um, starvation or malnutrition. Mm -hmm. This is malnutrition caused by three big ones, sugary drinks, salt and meat. Really? Yes. Strike a light. So they're filling up on on stuff that is is not nutrient-dense, so they feel full but they haven't actually got any nutrients in them. And then they're actually malnutrition. Mal- well, it's not so much malnutrition. It's uh, the, the the big one we're going to find as we go down through it is um, heart disease. But this yeah, is uh, Lancet Medical Journal uh, study covering 195 countries. Wow, that's almost all of them. Now, here's something I found really interesting. Okay, which one do you reckon is the highest? Um, everyone's going to say America, but I'm sure it's now like they come in number 43. Oh, re- really? Yeah. Um, is it is it like it's gonna be third world countries, right? No. Is it like the islands? Uzbekistan. What? Yes. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. That's the highest. What is going on? Okay, in okay, okay, okay. But this one you're gonna find interesting. Which one do you reckon might be the lowest? The lowest number of diet related deaths. I'd love it to be Australia, but I know it's that's not. not po- uh, is it Germany? It's Israel. Aren't they like just around the corner from each other? Yes. How They're is both that? in Asia. They're not far from each other. But Israel has this thing called the Bible, Aye. as in the book of mm-hmm. Leviticus, mm-hmm. which most Christians never read. Yep. But Jewish people, of course, read studiously and follow to the letter. And follow to the letter. You go to you know you go spend a time at a hotel in Israel. Um, they they follow it you know even more to the letter than than what the letter even says. Yep. And as a result, they have the lowest. Uh, rate of diet-related deaths of anywhere in the world. That is incredible. That uh-huh. is incredible. Uh-huh. I still want to know what's happening in Uzbekistan. <coughs> what are they eating in Uzbekistan? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pure pigs? Okay, so Britain comes in at number 23, which was interesting, a lot higher than the US. Oh. At 43. Wow. Um, India comes in at 118, China 140. And so here you've got uh, developing countries where you've got large portions of the population that are poor and live off rice. Mm -hmm. And so that rice-only diet or, you know, mostly rice diet is actually keeping people in in relatively good health, in quite good health. But basically what the research is showing that our diet today is too low in nuts, seeds, grains and vegetables. Feeling really good about the handful of nuts I had breakfast this morning. Yeah, absolutely. We are currently eating... Only 12% 
of the recommended daily uh, intake of nuts, seeds, and vegetables. Really? 12%. Just 12 That's disgraceful. That's disgraceful for um, places like Australia where we have access to so much. Like some countries you can understand. Like when I was in Kenya and Ethiopia, like you can kind of understand why there's gaps in their nutrition because they don't have access to a lot, right? They don't have sure. nearly as much access to the variety. And even if they did, they often can't afford it. But there's absolutely <laughs> no excuse for any first world country to have any kind of dietary issue because we have – we are so abundantly and I reckon almost overblessed oh, with yeah, the amount of food that we have access to and the amount of good food that uh-huh. we have access to. Uh-huh. We, we're killing ourselves with no reason or excuse. Yeah, I mean, for you it. walk into uh, you walk into Coles, you walk into your, your local uh, yeah. green grocer or whatever, and look at the quality of the fruit Absolutely. that is for sale there, and then yep. walk down the market street in Awasa where we were exactly. in Ethiopia and where you've got just you know piles and piles of fruit being stacked fruit and veg being stacked on the on the ground Around. um and, and covered in dust and you know everything and, else and it's poor quality like and, and the quality of that food is so you know the quality degraded, of, yeah. of, of the way it looks you know it's covered in bruises and marks and the kind of thing that you would never ever ever get and we have you know just you know if it has the slightest mark on it you can't put it on the shelf yeah and we we bought we ate watermelon in Ethiopia it was the worst watermelon I, I, ever I, had. I didn't even touch it it, was, it looked like water yeah <laughs> so the like watermelon we know here is this wonderful coral pinky color like a nice deep red and uh, and there they were serving us watermelon that was so Pale, it was almost white. Yes. Had no flavor. It wasn't even sweet. It was repulsive. And to them, it was a treat. Uh-huh. Like, oh, have you ever had watermelon? And we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That- and they were selling apples that tasted like fiber with not even any juice inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. <coughs> the, uh, the, um, the mangoes weren't bad and the they were very fibery but they had good flavor and yeah. the pineapples were once again very fibery mm-hmm. but um, quite flavor flavor yeah so we have no excuse in Australia there's no. no reason for us to be walking into a fast food joint when there's a coals next door full of fresh fruit and veg fresh fruit and veg we t- drink cop this we drink 12 times the recommended daily amount of sugary drinks Oy. That's yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? One of the easiest ways to lose weight, Lyle, mm-hmm. is to just drink water. When you're, in, when you're ingesting any kind of fluid, switch all your fluid intakes to just water. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep eating normal. I think I only drink water. Yeah, and, and you. Tea. That's one of the. It's one Herbal of the quickest teas. and easiest ways to lo- to lose weight is to actually switch all your fluids into just just water. There you go. Okay, so we the uh, um, our average grain intake is twenty nine grams. Uh, the recommended daily intake is one hundred and twenty five. Our average meat intake is four grams. The recommended is two. So we're eating twice as much meat as um, our recommended daily intake. Um, and so basically what the world needs to do is, um, according to Lancet Medical Journal, is double the amount of vegetables we eat and halve the amount of meat and sugary drinks. And keep halving the amount of meat you eat until you get to none. <laughs> and this is, this is something interesting. So the 11.5 million people who died as a result of what they ate, um, 10 million of them, of them were as a result of heart disease, 1 million cancer, and half a million diabetes. Yeah. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. It's and mind-boggling. And really what it comes down to is that the heart disease is actually killing people off before the cancer and diabetes can get to them. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if you uh, – a lot of them are dying with all three diseases. It's just that the heart disease kills you first. It's mind-boggling that we don't have any excuse and yet we're doing so badly at it. 
Yeah. What is happening in Uzbekistan? Like, what are they eating in Uzbekistan? Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. But um, it must be like a meat-heavy diet. Maybe they're not growing anything. I think it anything. is. I think it's a meat-heavy, alcohol-heavy diet. That's scary. But do you know what? At the same I'm not time, sure. I, I actually, could be wrong on that. Do you mind if we stay don't on this topic for a that. second? Yeah. I I am curious because you know how if you're from Uzbekistan, please give us a call. We want to know. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number. Do you know how for a long time? People thought that the French had something different going on because they were eating typical French diet, which is like lots of cheese and meat and crazy dishes and snails and frogs' legs. But they're all like famous for being like thin and gorgeous, right? And all these books have come out over the years about you know the French diet, how to eat fat and stay thin. Um, and they they were saying, oh, it's only because you know we eat all these things in small portions. We don't like have huge American sized portions. Anyway, uh, it's only been a few years now, but they finally discovered. Why the French survive on this diet? They actually don't. When they did those studies back in the day, national pride meant a lot of doctors who were supposed to report on their research lied about it. But they have just as high levels as all kinds of heart disease, hypertension, everything. They're just as bad as the rest of us. And so now it's like, well, all this stuff was a sham. And I'm wondering if this study now is accurate too. Yeah, well, anyway, this is Lads at Medical Journal, so I'm pretty confident that uh, we could, yeah. <coughs> it's it's the, the premier medical journal in the world. But anyway, moving on from there um, to air pollution. We were talking about air pollution earlier, and a child born today will live 20 months shorter lifespan. Because of the air? Than when we were born because of air pollution. Um, in Southeast Asia, they're going to lose, if, you, if you're born in Southeast Asia, you're going to have 30 months shorter lifespan as a result of air pollution. And living in a large city today is the equivalent of being a heavy smoker. Ladies and gentlemen. Not, not just a light smoker, a heavy smoker. The weekend is upon us. Let's just all go out and plant one tree each this weekend, Okay, please. so we had 11.5 million deaths as a result of what people ate and 5 million deaths last year as a, what, as a result of what people breathed. Please, can we just stop eating McDonald's and plant some trees this weekend? Please, 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 please. And 2.5 million of those were in India and China combined, which of course have the highest levels of air pollution. This is the Downing family. Get to 
Back guys, that was the Downing family with the Master's Hand here on Faith FM. And before we go to our interview of the day, Mon, what have you got there for a clue for the quiz for us? Who am I? Clue number three. I addressed my books to Theophilus. Theophilus. Oh, Theophilus. Yeah, yeah that guy. Theophilus. All right. I actually have no idea whether Mon has the correct uh, pronunciation or... I do, just but making it up. Hey, it sounded good. Just, 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 just say it with confidence. <laughs> That's it. Give who's, us a call. Who, who could possibly dispute us? Maybe a Greek person. <laughs> yeah, give us a call if you're Greek and know the answer. And also give us a call if you're confident you know the answer to the quiz. And we will send you um, a wonderful King James Version Bible. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is our number. Okay, so joining us on the phone this morning is a young lady who's been involved in literature evangelism, in church planting, in Bible work. Ooh, la la. Um, um, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, Liesl Higgins, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Fantastic. It's good to uh, it's good to hear your voice coming through so clearly. We have had trouble with our tech uh, lately, but it is working perfectly this morning. So we can uh, we can praise God for that. Now, Liesl, just uh, awesome. as as we as we get started, I'm just wondering whether you can share with us a little bit of your background, um, where you come sure. from, and uh, and and how you came to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes. Well, I was brought up in the Hunter Valley. I was a, born into a, a Christian family. Good part of family. the world. Good part of the world. I come yes. from the Hunter Valley at the moment. Yes. No, it's very beautiful. And yes, yeah, a lovely Christian family. And I guess as I grew older, I just came to realize more and more in reading the Bible that Jesus is so beautiful and there's nothing more that I'd want to do than follow him. And yeah. Was there a particular point that you can pinpoint in your life? where you were like, you know what, I'm going to give my life to Christ? Or was it just, um, you know, that, that, that gradual, you know, I guess, settling into a, into a faith in, in Jesus Christ? For me, it was probably more gradual, although there were definitely points where, where there were like milestones in my life. I remember at one stage when I was probably about 12, I really wanted to have the assurance that I was forgiven. And I remember praying a lot around that time and just really seeking to, have the assurance I was forgiven. And I think what I just really missed at that stage was I didn't realize how beautiful and how simple faith really is. And I remember talking to my dad one day and he said, you know, when you come to Jesus, the promise is that whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. And that's going to include you. And that promise in the Bible just encouraged me so much after that. And yeah, I accepted that and found the peace in him. And it's just been more beautiful ever since. 
Fantastic. Now, you're no longer living in the Hunter Valley. Um, you've moved a little bit further south from there, and you're involved in a brand new church plant. Can you tell us a little bit about yes. how do you, How did you become involved in this in the first place? Yeah, so we're on the central coast at the moment. There's a team of about nine of us young people just working in the area, trying to help out the community, and yeah. So. I just and, I just want to ask, you know, for, for people who, li- who are listening who maybe aren't used to the lingo, when someone says church plant, are they like digging a bit of a hole in the ground and planting a church? Like what exactly <laughs> is... And pour some water on top yeah, and have it grow? <laughs> yeah, prune it every now and then, <laughs> stick some mulch on it. <laughs> What's a church plant, y'all? Yeah, so basically we're in an area that didn't have a church and we were just going out meeting the community, getting friends in the community and... People who are interested in Bible studies, just doing Bible studies with them and sharing books. And yeah, we'll be planning to start small groups of Bible studies together in our home for starters. And yeah, so, just discussing the Bible together. So is the purpose to actually like start a new church? Yeah, yeah. So um, when you talk about uh, this this project, you've got um, a group of young people who've got together. Um, who who actually instigate? Whose idea was it? Like you know, we don't have a church around here. Let's let's start a church. Who first came up with that idea? Well, we were speaking with uh, Tom Evans a little bit earlier on in the year last year, and we were just asking. We were just really keen to do something. And uh, I should mention the, that Tom and Evans is, uh, is 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 our boss of bosses, kind of yeah, kind of here. So we have a boss, and then we have a boss above our boss, and so. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of the big wig around here, so you're uh-huh. talking to the to the big wig. He's a conference uh, president <laughs> yes. of this region. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, so talking so to Tom, we and saying, we're just saying we're a group of young people. We just want to give our lives to helping in whatever way we can best, and we asked what would be best. And he suggested that we give it a try, and so yeah, we just found an area that had a need, and we decided to start working in this area in the central coast. So. Fantastic! I love this. I love this when young people. Then they don't think to themselves, when I grow up, I'll, you know, start a church. They're like, no, the time is now. The time is now. And they just dedicate their lives to God and they do what they got to do. I, it must have been so exciting for, for Tom to get that phone call from a bunch of kids who say, do you know what? Can we help start a church? It depends how you find kids. Yeah. Well, how old? Do you mind me asking how old you are, Liesl? I'm 27. Okay. So, well. He's younger than me. He's, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's still that's a right. kid. <laughs> In Mon's opinion, you're still a kid. Yeah, most deaf. <laughs> but uh, what's the average age of your uh, of your church plant, um, planting team that you've got there? I think pretty much everyone's in their twenties, mostly. Yeah. except someone is nineteen. So that's that's incredible to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, like that's, that's, you, that's that's the way to start a church. You, you want to be part of a young church. You need to get in contact right, with people. You're on exactly. the central coast. Uh, what is it in the Rimba area or somewhere or other? Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You need to get in t- touch with uh, Liesl and um, yeah, they have got some amazing things happening there. So how how is the how is the church planting going? Like, you know, what's like, what are you looking at numbers and have you got a building together yet, or are you like it's sort of more informal still? Like, how's it all going there? Yeah, so so far because we've only really just started it over the last few weeks, we've been mainly doing a lot of door to door work mm-hmm. and yeah, just trying to encourage health and promote health in the area and. Also, Bible studies for those who are interested in that kind of thing. Fantastic. Uh, about two, a few weeks ago, I met a lady and I showed her one of our books that we had, which is like on history and Bible prophecy, The Great Controversy. And yeah, she also took some Bible study guides and 
I went back to her a couple of weeks ago and she was so excited. She's like, oh, that book that you gave me, she's like, it's just been making me read my Bible so much more. I've been getting my Bible out and I've been loving it. And she took the next few Bible study guides and everything. And it's just exciting meeting people who are excited about reading their Bibles more, basically. That book is actually an amazing book. And do you know what? I just realized this morning, I just I saw it in our prize box. I think we might give away a copy of that at the end of the show today, The Great Controversy. Such a good book. And it, yeah, it really does inspire you to read your Bible more. And um, yes, it gives yes. you like a greater understanding of what's really happening on the planet right now. Yeah, between the mm. age of uh, 15 and 20, I read that book six times. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a life changer. It's uh-huh. a game changer. Yep. Absolutely. And um, now you talked about starting up some small groups. You want to start small group uh, Bible studies in your home. What is a small group about? How, how does that actually work? What does a small group look like? And what, and what yeah, happens so in a small group? They're kind of similar as they did in the book of Acts in the Bible where they just met together, they they ate together, they prayed together, shared together. So, so far we're, we're meeting together on Friday nights and mm-hmm. we're just having a dinner together and just having some time to fellowship and read from the Gospels together beautiful encouraging passages and just discuss it together and yeah do you know what beautiful being able to share together do you know what i like about your story um liesl is that it really exemplifies the fact that anyone can be involved in a personal ministry like this i think so many christians in every denomination the world over are just ingesting and not that the being the being reservoirs instead of being rivers they're being fed spiritually but they're not helping to feed anyone else they're not they're not taking that extra step which it's it, honestly good they're the dead the, sea they're the dead sea and when always you, taking never giving yeah and when you help someone else people don't realize that when you step up and help someone else it actually grows you spiritually so much um yes, and they're missing sure. out on such a huge aspect of the christian life of the christian walk and i love that you know your story it, it really just shows us um you don't have to be like a pastor you don't have to have a phd mm. in theology and be some sort of like genius that the bible like you can just have people come to your home you can just you know provide some food just have a have a bible study just you know door knock your street door knock your neighborhood um yes. just plant a church like it's not rocket science it's just it's just love it's just love for, mm, for humanity so yes. yep um so with your uh okay so you're out there sharing sharing jesus with people doing bible studies inviting people to your home uh, for Bible studies, that kind of thing. Do you have do you have formal training? Like, are you somebody who's gone to uh, college or university, got a theology degree, anything like that? Or are you just somebody that loves Jesus and studies the Bible? Just someone who loves Jesus and the Bible. I did go to uni for seven years, but it was totally unrelated to what I'm doing now. So, <laughs> what what did you study? Now that I'm curious now. I did my masters in music. Oh, okay, right. Oh, lovely. There you go. So, does that mean that you have music at your small groups? We do have some singing, yes. Well, we didn't think this through. We should have gotten her in the studio to do some live music for us. Yeah, seven absolutely. years. She must be really good <laughs> yeah, at yeah, something yeah. there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done seven years study of anything. In fact, yeah. I know I haven't. I did seven years of school total. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, but this is great. Like, you know, people think to themselves, "Oh, I couldn't possibly tell someone about Jesus." Like, you know, I'm not equipped. I don't know how. But the reality is, if you love anything. 
you should be able to talk about it. Like people who, you know, love shoes can talk about shoes at length. People who love running can talk about running. People who love footy can talk about football at length. If you love Jesus, it it should naturally follow that you should be able to talk about him at length and tell Mm. other people about him. Because if you can't, it it kind of makes you question your relationship with him. If you can't share him, do you really even know him then? Like what can you share? Mm. If you don't know him, what can you share? Like, yeah. Just my yeah, opinion. and I guess there's just so many people around that just have no idea how beautiful Jesus is, and it's just, I just think it's such a privilege just being able to go to people, meet people, and just tell them Jesus is so beautiful, and just give them a go. Yeah. Now, you've been doing some uh, literature evangelism that you, you, you mentioned in the uh, Arimba area to in preparation for, um, you know, to build up your small groups and church plant, that kind of thing. Is this something um, that you've done before in the past, or is this something new for you? Yeah, so I started a few years ago doing it in like school holidays and like mini breaks and that. But last year, a group of my friends and I, we took the year off and just were traveling in Australia doing this around Australia. So. Now that sounds like an amazing adventure. That sounds like fun. So basically what you did was what? You, you got in a van and just traveled from one place to the next and sold books and, and, uh. Pretty much. Yeah. And just, yeah, when, 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 when things dried up in one city, you moved to the next kind of thing? Yes, that's it. So what parts of Australia we did you travel to? Uh, we started in Queensland. We did Victoria, New South Wales, obviously, Western Australia and South Australia. We just didn't get to Northern Territory or or Tasmania. You didn't make it to Tasmania. You know Tasmania is the promised land, right? That's where I come Don't from. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <Unbelievable. laughs> yes, it is beautiful. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing adventure. Yeah, that sounds like the adventure I think any young person should really oh, um, absolutely. have a crack at. 100%. 100%. Mm. I've, I've done similar things, but not to that level. Yeah. You know, not, not, not across that many states. Um, yes. Did you all sleep in the van? Is that how it worked? Oh, usually we would sleep in a local church. We would just speak with the pastor and because we'd usually work quite closely with the churches, so we'd just nice. stay in the church hall usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes we had to camp. You must have some amazing, amazing stories of uh, uh, of that adventure. Have you got uh, a moment to share maybe one or two with us? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, there was one lady I met in central Queensland and... I just told her I'm a gospel worker and I love the Lord and she said she loved the Lord too but she was going through a really rough patch in her life right then and she just shared basically family crisis she was right in the middle of and she got quite emotional and was crying and I just encouraged her to look to Christ and just prayed with her and she took one of the books that I had and she was just so thankful. She signed up for Bible studies and gave me a big hug and she just thanked me so much for coming that day and encouraging her and it's just such a privilege meeting all kinds of people wherever they're at. It's yeah. true, and I think people experiences like that. I think people don't realize, you know, I think we, we think to ourselves that we're going to offend someone if we talk about our religion and our faith to them, but people don't realize how hungry people are for spiritual truth and for spiritual food. We don't it's realize true, people yeah. are starving and dying, and they're so grateful when you do actually get the courage to share what you believe you share you know the gospel message mm. with them and just the gratitude and, and the tears that often come to their eyes and we we're so mistaken in thinking that people are going to be offended or disgusted or turned away or you know think oh this bible basher and, and, and it's, it's not the case yeah i mean i've done literature, literature evangelism mm. and about once a year you meet somebody at the door who's like super aggro that yeah, you're there that's it and you just sort of stop and think okay you might be aggro about this but do you realize how many needy people out there i minister to 
to every day that you're not ministering to because you know you're just not even not even interested yeah and uh you know if 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 we weren't out there doing this kind of work we would never meet people like this uh lizel we are out of time um, I'm going to grab some details off air in just a moment so that people can come to your small group. But right now we have Ryan Stevenson with No Matter What, listening to Faith FM. A lot of us grew up believing. At any moment we can lose it all And at the drop of a hat God might turn his back and move on A lot of us feel like we blew it Thinking that we're just too far gone But I want you to know There's still a hope for you
What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life. Hello, Jackie speaking. Hi, Jackie. I've just cleaned and polished my motorcycle. Who can I ride with? Why not ride with us? Who's us? Adventist Motorcycle Ministry. What is Adventist Motorcycle Ministry? Adventist Motorcycle Ministry is a Christian motorcycle riders group. We are drug and alcohol free. Rides are normally on the first Sunday of each month. Are other riders welcome? Yes, of course. But they need to be aware that AMM is drug and alcohol free. Where can I find out more information? Information. Just ring Jeff on 0458 000 505. Yes, call Jeff on 0458-000-505 for more details. That number again is 0458 505. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty Early in the morning our song shall rise to Trinity
persons, blessed Trinity.